Welcome back, Colorado Springs. I'm your realtor, Gladys Romkus, and thank you so much for joining us for another exciting episode of Real Estate and Rec, where real estate and adventure converge. We just got through one of the sub-zero cold spells of this winter season, and with today's nicer weather, I can't believe how much I missed the mid-40s temperatures. Hope you all were able to stay safe and warm. We're so close to the warmer months, and I just cannot wait. This week, we've got a great episode coming your way. Spring is just around the corner, and the market is getting ready to start back up in full swing. It looks like the new year has inspired buyers to get out there and start looking, as we're seeing an increase in showing traffic. In past years, it looks like it doesn't really start to pick up until February and March, but we may be seeing a little more activity than normal this year earlier on. More buyers in the market may entice more sellers to also join in the market, and before you know it, those that have been on the sidelines waiting for their signal to play will finally get the motivation to take the plunge. So if it's been a minute since you've been thinking about buying a home, this is the episode for you. I want to talk about some of the important things that I like to advise my clients on when we're going under contract with a mortgage loan. When you apply for a loan, there are a seemingly endless number of hoops you have to jump to get to the finish line. Providing documentation is just the tip of the iceberg, but the process is absolutely necessary to be able to write up a contract. So when you finally get that contract signed, you are simultaneously excited and anxious to finally close on that house of your dreams. However, those crucial weeks in between signing the contract and closing are so important. You've got to remember that even though your credit was pulled and approved at the beginning of the escrow period, you still have to maintain your standing right up until closing. I am always shocked when I hear of a contract breaking due to the buyers engaging in some less than ideal decision making leading up to the closing. So to save you from this potential heartbreak, here's my favorite list of don'ts for the escrow period. Number one, don't co-sign for another loan. This may sound a little obvious, but remember that your approval for a loan is contingent on the debts that you have presented at the time of approval. So if you're increasing your debt, then it's going to affect your debt to income ratio, which is a very important factor in your loan process. So please resist the temptation to help out your friend in whatever loan they want to get themselves into. Number two don't open up a new credit card. Even if you don't plan on using it, it could still affect your credit since they'll likely be pulling your credit before issuing you a line of credit. This could be something that may or may not have a huge effect, but really it falls into the category of if you really don't need to, don't do it. Number three, don't change your employment status. In other words, don't quit your job. Your employment is a huge factor in relation to getting your loan approved. So any changes in employment will very much affect your ability to actually get to the closing table. Number four, don't ignore your loan originator's calls. As I mentioned before, the process has so many hoops to go over that you'll likely be in close communication with your loan officer. So if you're ignoring their calls or not responding to their emails, you're setting yourself up to jeopardizing the house buying process. Remember, we realtors and our partners, the loan officers, are here to help you get you the home of your dreams. And contrary to popular belief, we're not here to judge your situations. We just want to help you get to the finish line. Number five, don't miss payments on current debts. There's nothing worse than seeing your credit affected because you missed a credit card payment or a student loan payment. It will affect your credit and make it so the closing may be delayed or not happen at all. Keep up with your debts and don't risk it all falling apart. Number six, don't make any large withdrawals or deposits from your accounts. I've heard of people moving funds around in their bank accounts to make things look good. 
I'd highly suggest against this. Not only is your future mortgage carrier looking at your credit and employment, they're also looking at your bank accounts. And if you've all of a sudden had a huge amount of funds deposited into your account, it's going to look like you took out a loan out elsewhere. Maybe not from the most up and up sources. If you make a large withdrawal from your account, it's going to look like you no longer have the funds available that you need at the closing table. This one may not look like it should be a deal breaker for the loan, but most definitely is, so be aware. Number seven, don't buy a new car. I hear about this one more often than I should. People getting excited because they got their contract signed in their future home, so now they want to get the brand new cars so they can move in with an all new vehicle. Oof, this incites the biggest sigh of both disbelief and disappointment you can get from a realtor, and a loan officer for that matter. It's one of the worst forms of self-destructive behavior that a potential buyer could commit. So wait until after you have the home to see if you can still afford that car. And I know I only said seven, but I've got a bonus tip for you. Don't lie on your loan application. There's going to be a deep dive into your financial history when a mortgage company is looking at entrusting you to pay back several hundreds of thousands of dollars for your home. So if you decided to put a little fib in your application because you're embarrassed about your financial decisions, then you may find yourself without a loan in the long run, or worse yet, you'd be committing fraud and no one wants to pay the consequences for a lie on an application. Remember, there are plenty of loan officers that are ready to help you get on the right track to get you into home ownership. Both loan originators and realtors are here to help you get to the goal of home ownership. We're not here to judge you and your circumstances. We want more than anything to help you get what you and your family deserve, which is generational wealth and a place you can call both your home and your own. I know we just went over a bunch of don'ts, but you should really be thinking about these things well before you go under contract. Getting under contract could be a lengthy process and knowing the limitations on this time period will really help you prepare yourself for a nerve wracking few weeks until closing. Worse yet, if you're looking at a new build, you're looking at months of being under contract. So maintaining these don'ts throughout that whole period could be more of a life-changing event. So definitely look at taking care of these ahead of time. And to end on a positive note, here's a little something you can do before going down to contract. Do try to correct any mistakes on your credit report. The time to do this is before you go under contract. Trying to do this while you're under contract can have a temporarily negative effect on your credit score. And if you're especially on the fence about qualifying, it could put your loan approval in hot water. This is just a brief summary of the things that can cause a deal to go haywire. When you're in the middle of an escrow period and you're getting ready to do something that may affect your credit in some way, don't be afraid to reach out to the experts. Like I mentioned, we're here to get you to the closing table. So the best resources are actually more readily available than you think. I am so excited about this weekend's recreational segment. As I'm a transplant in this great city, I'm always looking to learn more about it in new and interesting ways. So this weekend, I'll be setting off on a scavenger tour downtown. There are a ton of companies online that provide these unique method walking history tours slash scavenger hunts. So I'm literally jumping on the one that sounds the funnest. If it's any good, I'll let you know about it in the next episode. I'm not sure what to expect, but it looks like a good time. From what I can tell, they're meant to give you some history of the sites you're going to visit while also looking for whatever it is you're supposed to find. I'm looking forward to seeing some of my favorite sites with a new lens and I'm excited to be trying something different. 
Also, I wanted to share with you all a book that I'm reading right now on the history of Colorado Springs. If you're aching to learn more about the founding and development of our city, check out the book Newport in the Rockies by Marshall Sprague. I've been enjoying this thorough read and it's a great resource for those of you who want to know all the things that helped bring the city to its modern setting. I may be enticed to revisit some of these referred sites in the book just to feel a little more connected to the people and their rich stories from the past. So keep an eye out later on my social media to see if I end up at any of these sites and documenting it just for you. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Real Estate and Rec. I've been your host, Gladys Rumkus. Be sure to click that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest episodes. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, we'll continue to close the deal on Real Estate and Rec one episode at a time.